Good morning. Welcome to Techmon Talks Dynamics. Today I'm here with, uh, I was going to say just Liz Delaney, but I won't say just, the one and only Liz Delaney, my colleague. Um, I think Matt's on holiday and Liam's sorting his kitchen out because he's been mad enough to fit a kitchen while his wife's away. Yeah, which so they're, they're leaving, us, leaving us loose today. Yes. We can talk about whatever we like today. <sighs> dangerous ground and we're going to talk about kind of updates to business central managed services we've got a big update coming in bc23 we talked about some of the features in that and that, that there was actually quite a lot of technical changes so liz you run the managed service for techman and have done that um right from when it was first established kind of uh, when SAS first came along i think we've evolved that i just want to go what managed service kind of because managed service is a funny term, isn't it? It can mean lots of things to yeah. lots of different people. So yeah, what do you actually do as part of that service? We call it cloud cover as well. So yes. it, we, we kind of branded it um, ourselves. So I think when um, when we talked about moving customers to the cloud, um, we talked about uh, automatic updates very easily. You just come into work the next day and it's been updated. <laughs> the utopian um, dream. Yeah, and I think maybe when when... Um, we've discussed this with customers in the past. And I'm talking kind of three three years ago when it, this was all very all all came about. Um, I think we all had this dream that that's the way it was going to work. But of course, you then factor in the sheer number of changes that Microsoft are making, mm-hmm. um, and that's new features. But that's also deprecation of old features. That deprecation of old fields, some of which might not have been used for years, but were still sat there, and in some cases still had data in them or were used for other purposes. Yeah, the fact um, that Microsoft's marked them as deprecated doesn't mean the client actually means that no, the, they, the they stopped using them. them. They don't um, really because you can't so, see yeah, so that the in ship, the client, And then there's also so there's the sheer volume of change that the, the 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 users can see, but then there's also all the technical changes underneath that are going on, and we'll touch on on some of those that are coming in the new version. But um, the sheer pace of that, I think, um, is is more than we expected. And then, of course, on top of that, for, for most of our customers, they have a significant level of their own customization, which may be dependent on fields that are becoming deprecated, may be dependent on functionality that um, is being deprecated, may be replaced by standard functionality. So it might be that something that they've had to have customized two years ago is being replaced in this release by standard or there's a better way of doing it. Or, yeah, you know, a a kind of a straight forward replacement or we've got to adapt to that change. So I think um, the reason that we came up with the idea of the managed service was so that the customer could have this, um, you know, ease of upgrade, ease of update without um, spikes in cost and all of a sudden being landed with a quote for, you know, a couple couple of thousand pounds because there's a change in an update and and just have a regular relatively low monthly payment which allows us to that you can budget for yeah that you can budget for um that allows us to um monitor any changes required so keep a track of any changes that are required because we get pre-notification where things are going to fail yeah. it allows us um to because we're doing this for many many customers it means that the customer doesn't have to bear the cost individually for something that has to be done for multiple customers. Yeah. Um, it allows us to make sure that by the time we create them a sandbox, they've got a workable sandbox that they can just go ahead and test. Um, and it means that we can factor in all the um, 
the, the changes to the standard functionality and work with customers to, to push that out. So that's the, the technical side of it. Uh, and, and the thing you, you uh, haven't mentioned in that, which I think is tremendously important, is that you know, we, we have very few to almost none customers that use standard Business Central without any ISVs. And you know, where you've got an implementation where you've got usually three or four ISVs and not unusual to get into double figures sometimes these days, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to you've got to get the update from Microsoft to understand what that is. You've got to get the update from the ISV, which may be dependent on the <laughs> the update from 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 Microsoft. And then, you know, you may have a customization on the top of that that is dependent on the ISV that's dependent on Microsoft. So Understanding the kind of the chains between uh, dependencies um, and what requires what, I think, is is getting more and more um, complex. And you're doing this every 28 to 31 days. Um, you know that that's the point. I think um, it's hard for a client who is not doing this day in day out to have confidence that they're on top of it, and they would spend a substantial amount of their time just reading through to see if there is anything they need to know this month. Yeah. We can read through it once, go, right, this applies to all of these, bang. Yeah. And um, then of course I, I, I if, if you're updating if you're not on scale. the let's talk if you're not on the managed service and your um sandbox update fails mm-hmm. or you get um a, a pre notification that um yeah. so, something needs to be fixed before you can upgrade then that would be a case of putting a change request in to um, our customer services team. They would then quote you for it. You choose. To, you have really probably have no choice but to accept that quote, and then it goes into our development queue to be developed. It has to be tested and rolled out. Um, so there's a, a, a time that 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 will take more time, um, and it will probably cost more. You know, we had one customer that um, has isn't, was chose not to take the managed service. Now they do have it. One update cost them more than the whole year of managed services because we were having to do it on a purely individual basis in a reactive way rather than being able to manage the solution through the course of the update cycle. And you, the, the, you know, I, I see the bill for Tetman, I'm not bleeding hearts here, but I see the bill that for the, the what we call pipelines. So where we run those tests in advance of the updates coming through the infrastructure that we use it's on azure it's it's you know it's part of the devops process um to to take those updates and run uh, deploy what you have into those um into kind of almost a, a type of sandbox and run and then deploy the extensions and and check that they compile and and do all of and, and run any automated tests that you have against those um, you know, the number of the the number that we're running on those now is in the tens of thousands on a weekly basis. Um, but that's great because what happens is like four or five of those are popping out as exceptions saying this is a problem. And that gives us the heads up flag to be able to start that potentially 60, 90 days. It's not usually 60, 90 days, but well, 30 I mean, days in, ahead of the update reality, actually getting released. In, in reality, in, in, in Microsoft had a 30-day update window, update window. That was increased during COVID to 60 days yeah. and was supposed to go back to 30 days This with this release. Yeah. They're not. They have um, given into pressure, I think, from partners and um, stuck with the 60 days. Yeah. 
So at the moment, you've got a 60-day window, but it, we've got three months effectively because because we can run it early. Um, we are pushing the updates back to, to as late as we can. So we're doing the sandbox early and pushing the updates back late. That's just because... Um, with experience we're learning that you know issues are coming out of some of these updates um, so by um, by managing them that way we can make sure that people don't experience those issues and get you know maybe they jump straight to the point one release um, or in going very quick um, and, and we can kind of keep an eye on those and, and rather than someone having to manage it themselves and go on multiple forums and sites and things to see what any issues are we will manage that and we will push back and we will um you know if we can't if if we if we shouldn't update then we've got the ability to log cases with microsoft and you know yeah. potentially push the extensions and things like that if there are issues and I, you know i, I don't want to sit and happens. say there never are there but- but that happens, but the client is relatively protected from that. Yes. I mean, they just get told, yeah. we're not doing an update because we've found an issue that's yeah. going to cause you a serious problem. Yeah, exactly. And that's all that the level yeah. they need to know, but whereas with, with they that, would hit the problem. With managed service, you, probably, yeah. you may never know that because we, we wouldn't know. That we, we wouldn't know if, um, if you're not in a managed service and you just schedule your update to run today. So let, let's say, let's, let's for argument's sake, say BC23 is released on the 1st of October. Um, you haven't scheduled an update, so it will just happen whenever. Yeah, Microsoft Mi- and Microsoft, decides. well, Microsoft tend to do it. I mean, they tend to do it by region, yes, from so, my option. Yeah. So the poor old Australians get it first, because I think they're really on the clock. You know, and, and Australia gets it, and then typically the update gets, the, the rollout gets suspended because some poor Australian company has found a problem. Sorry, Australia, if anybody there is listening. And I, I, I'm... I'm surmising, I should say, I, I think this is what I've observed rather than definitely know. But then, you know, then it, it's a question of Microsoft will sort that out and resolve the issue and then they'll turn the updates on again. And when yeah. and they'll turn that on very quickly. So almost kind of, you know, six o'clock one evening, you'll get the notification and the following morning your update's done. Yeah, and it's and, kind of like, and, wow. And if, if, when, if, if that, that process from? is not being managed and it's yes. not been run through a test environment and it just happens to production and you... Um, go in the next morning and there are serious problems with your system whether that's um, a, a bug that's been introduced and that, that has happened um, whether that's that some customization that's key yeah, to your business they, they might have in. fixed whatever the problem was yeah. in Australia but that might cause another problem yeah. in wherever yeah. because so but and then you log that with our support desk that that unfortunately is going to go into a queue probably with any other customers that have been updated at the same time that will have the same problem well this is where I think that one of the other cute things that you you've started to do which is you know make sure that not all clients get updated on the same day yeah. because otherwise when you know the day after that update the the support desk is absolutely deluged um because perfectly legitimately people are saying how is this now work and and what's some and, help and with sometimes that sometimes it's a really simple thing so if i just give an example there was a, an issue um a few releases ago where a permission set needs to be added yes um now it's a really straightforward fix, um, and if you're on the managed your service, you'd have had, it, it was all communicated. Um, but actually, it meant that people came in at um, let's say six o'clock in the morning, and nobody could work because nobody could log in. It was a quick fix at nine or eight o'clock when you could speak to our support desk. But in that, you know, that is that is avoidable. So, and it's your, your managed services, your insurance policy to make sure that 
those though that goes through smoothly and, it, and this and is the catch 22 costs. isn't it because if your partner is a small partner and has one or two clients on business central they're probably not going to know about the permissions no. issue um, and that needed to add and they're going to have to then hit the issue and then have to go and find out if you go to a bigger partner that's got you know like ourselves hundreds of, of SaaS tenants out there then that partner is more likely to have come across that problem, know what it is and know what the fix is, but they've got hundreds of customers. <laughs> so getting around the hundreds of customers. So, you know, this is where I think um, the bigger partners um, that I know of and certainly ourselves have invested in in kind of automation. And and there are two types of that. So there's, you know, we, we're using APIs. Um, there's a, the automation API and the admin API that allow us to both check what's happening in each tenant um, on a very regular basis, at least daily. Um, see what extensions have been installed, what types are in there and, and so on, and manage that at scale. So, you know, when you talk about managed service, you're not necessarily talking about going into each tenant and having a look at that tenant and checking where that's at. No. Because when you're talking about hundreds, you no, you not necessarily. We, we get an overview of that. You know, we we can see all of that, and we can we can monitor that. We can access the tenant if we need to, and certainly if we'd come across um, a significant issue and had to had to do a, a piece of development as part of the managed service, we would be going into the tenant and doing some manual testing as well yeah. on top of everything else. But yeah, if it's um, if it's a, a Fairly stand in terms of updating things like the ISVs, as like you mentioned before, we can see what's updated, what hasn't, what, what version they're yet. on, what versions are available. Um, I think you know yeah. there are odd occasions. You know we have a lot of people who've transferred from previous partners. Um, as part of the onboarding process, we we look at what what's in their solution, but there may be occasions where um, there is either a um, ISV product in that we have never supported before. Um, and maybe we can't get hold of an update, in which case we talk, talk that through with the customer and decide on the best course of action. Um, so that can happen. Also, sometimes if you've got customizations from previous partners and we or haven't the got access, done themselves. or the clients done themselves, or, and we haven't got access to source code, we, we obviously can't. We, we, we'd, we'd have to get in touch to try and fix that. But that's kind of thing we try and pick up in the onboarding process and of the managed service right. yeah. so that we either put it right there and then we get hold of the source code or we, we do whatever we, we need to do to, to sort it out. Um, but, it, you know, it's um, uh, if you've got customization, it's because it's a key part of your business process. So, you Hopefully, need, yeah. It, yeah. Um, if you don't really need it, it shouldn't be there in the first place anyway. Cool, yeah. Um, so it's um, and you know nobody when they write those customizations can see into the future and see what might change in the standard product sitting underneath that customization um, I think um, people who had development in very early of early versions may you know the, may not have had best practice followed when it comes to the way well, it was best practice, extensions it was best it was practice pro- yeah. at the time yeah we know but, but we know best we know, practice evolves more more, yeah you know so, there's as much change on the yeah. development side as, as there is on the application side which brings me to you know that there's a, a significant change coming in in bc23 um which the, a user won't see a user would never yeah. know the difference but essentially, uh, rather than holding data in lots of separate tables where you've got customization, so each. It's I mean, at the moment, just to explain for these to people who didn't hear our, our update podcast, 
at the moment, if you install an extension, it has a, something called a table extension. So you're adding fields to the item or the customer or wherever. Each extension gets its own table at the SQL level. Now, Microsoft has, um, there's been a long-standing saga about performance issues um, uh, that when you get too many of those. When you get above five, five to eight starts to get serious impact on performance on that. What they're doing is now consolidating all of those additional table extensions into one table at the SQL level, which will, you know, and already I've seen some um, uh, Italian guy called Stefano put some stuff on, on LinkedIn yesterday, I think it was, that I saw, which showed the performance difference that that impact that that has, particularly when you get into the bigger, more complicated systems. Um, which is brilliant and yeah. no one's arguing that it isn't a, um, but it's going to a, take a, a transformation to, from way it was in BC22 the current SaaS platform to BC23 well yeah I mean there's two parts of it as well that we're considering at the moment that is the um, the how how it gets from one to the other and and, and that kind of update process and how much time but that also takes. the time especially with some of our largest larger databases more customization running 24-7 with yeah. online portals and yeah, all the rest of it all that kind of thing so that, that's that's because most updates to date have been so fast that the, the client hasn't really noticed you know you your um, your release is going through in, in, and the update's probably taking 10-20 seconds to um, so it's not within a kind of timeout period for a call to an API. Perhaps the the system's set up and it's just re having to retry a couple of times. But when you know, oh, it's back and it and doesn't really understand that it's been updated at all. Now, if you're moving large amounts of data like that, yeah. you might be down for minutes, not uh, seconds. Um, and and there's nothing Microsoft can. You know, there's no miracle cure for that. No, it's uh, you know it's it's, it's got to move. You've got to move from um, multiple tables into one table. The transformation of that they're saying it's going to you know they've done some tests and it's going to be yeah. fast. So we're on to that. Skeptical. We're we're on to it. We we we'll we'll run some tests ourselves. We'll start to look at the impact. We had a little bit of a um, we were a bit concerned yesterday about things like reporting, saying that if you've got a report that's pulling data that. But I think we think if we're on on um, the cloud environment, they should be okay. If you're yeah, on, on premise, premise, if you're on premise and you're looking at updating to this version, then there's obviously some work around reporting potentially. If, if you've got well, object reports pointing at these fields. So if you a, go direct to SQL, but you know, you're well, not cloud ready. <laughs> well, this is exactly, the point. Yeah. You know, if you follow the recommendations and the best practice rules for the last, what, three, four years now, you know, you're going via an OData feed and, 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 you know, uh, an OData or, or an API resolves that. Yes, so you don't does, yeah. understand the structure in SQL. You just see one flat table with yeah. one customer record with all the additional yeah. fields on the end. Um, if, you, if you're if you going direct so, yeah, to the so, table... So you're report. reporting, if you're on the cloud, there should be no issue. Your, your integrations, your um, anything like that should not be an issue. Um, so we've kind of... You, you guys don't need to worry about if you're on if you're on the cloud. Um, there's some other benefits as well of the managed service. You know, obviously there's the the, the code base and the, the customization and making sure that that all um, that, that all stays um, in line with the, the the base version. But also we um, release training notes, um, so we'll tell you what's new and how to use it. 
So there's some really nice stuff around um, the analysis The um, that I, probably a lot of customers aren't using yet because it wasn't there when they first implemented. All of our update notes will take you through how to use that. Um, we because, also And it's a good point because, you know, Business Central these days is very similar to Office where, um, you know, there's an awful lot in Office that I don't know how to use. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, you know, some of that stuff was probably useful to me, but I just don't know it's there and don't know it's, it's yeah, scheduled. Exactly. So I end up doing it the long way and all the rest of it. You cannot stay on top of all of this stuff. But with, with our notes, the they're done so that, for example, if there's a change around um, the, the purchase ledger, there's a section for that. You just send it down to the purchase ledger people so they know it's there and they can start to use it. I saw some um, posts between two of our customers. Yeah, one of them saying they'd just gone to BC22 on SAS. And one of them said um, that they were using the analysis. The analyse mode. Analyse uh, mode. Uh, yeah. I and another that on one that was on, on uh, yeah, Same. it was on LinkedIn. And another one said, who was on, uh, is on SAS, uh, didn't know that it was there. And yeah, we, we know of, who you are and we know you haven't read the release notes. Yes, yes, Dave. Um, <laughs> don't, go, don't reference him. It's not your first name. Um, the, uh, but, um, you know, you because you have to actually go into feature management and turn that feature on. Yeah. And, and if... Yeah, who's got in a business day? Most businesses don't have a lot of time to just go no. and play and experiment and so no, on. So this is where the guidance really helps. Savers yeah. that, and some really good features that you can use. The other thing the managed service will do is keep an eye on things like database size. Mm-hmm. So at some point, um, if your database gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you will start to incur additional storage costs. Um, there are ways around that. There is there is things that you should be doing, um, but but um, the the managed service guys will keep well, on top of that. And keep I think track that's of that. that's the future of um, one of the things that managed service is being proactive by watching that. You know, there's there's a massive amount of telemetry that yeah. comes out. So things like this page takes over, you know, five seconds to open. Well, there's clearly a problem building up there. Yeah. By the time it gets to 10 seconds and you ring up the partner and say, this isn't fast enough, um, actually it should have been caught earlier. And telemetry will catch that. Um, so those type of problematic things of spotting problems before they become perceived as problems and, and therefore proactively doing something about yeah. it, keeping I think is a really sandboxes, good... sandboxes, keeping an eye on things like, um, you know... Making sure they're regularly updated and, and all the rest know, of if it. If you've got like 17 companies in your environment because you keep creating copies to do tests and never deleting them... So, you know, just... All just, counts towards your storage limit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's it. So it's just about keeping everything, keeping everything um, needs and in line and, and following Working. best practice. Um, so that's why, you know, and I think that the managed service is a very, very reasonable cost for most people. It is, um, it, it is between one to two hours of consultancy per mm. month. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and getting far more... Um, for, for for that than on this service than you would be if you just paid ad hoc, um, you know we we've we've priced it because we want people to take it. It is in the customer's benefit and it's a win win really because um, we get um, we get the ability. We don't want to come to, in and have our day wrecked by yeah, it. Suddenly we've got to turn. Yeah, we're ahead of the we're ahead urgent. of the game. Yeah. With um, uh, yeah, and then the the customer doesn't um, get an update, which all of a sudden creates absolute mayhem within the organisation. And that's um, the the whole service is built around. It's not going to make us millionaires, but it is built around keeping everything 
ticking over nicely and should be a win-win situation. Great. Okay, thanks, Liz. Um, Great to hear the explanations and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you again. Thanks all. (laughs) 